episode 522. Welcome back, Quest for You fans. Can you believe Christmas is already over? A new year has begun again. Today was my first day back at work. After two weeks off, all the holiday decorations had already been removed. Some leftover candy was still laying around here and there on people's desks, but otherwise, no sign of the holidays. The gym was packed tonight, as expected. Did you get a chance to create a goal or two for this year? I spoke about my goal-setting strategy in episode 520, and you can download the worksheet that goes along with that episode from my website. Just go to questforyou.com and you should see a pop-up. You can also find it available for download by going directly to episode 520. I finalized my goals this weekend after my mom left. I had them already scratched down casually on a piece of paper, slowly formulated them over the last few weeks as I thought about what I want to accomplish this year. But then the 16 days with my mom happened and my life was on pause. I talked about it in my previous episode. I spent time with my mom, but I didn't have much time for myself. A selfish realization maybe, but one I struggled with. But this weekend, after she left, I reflected on those 16 days, and I realized that there were two kinds of lessons to draw. The first kind I shared with you in Monday's episode. Lessons on how to manage time that is not ours better. Lessons I wish I had learned sooner while she was still here, and that would have helped me enjoy my time with her more. And as I thought about those days... I noticed something else, another kind of learning, lessons my mom taught me. This was much harder even to admit. My mom is unique, but you probably say the same thing about your mom. And we had not seen each other in a while, so obviously she had new behaviors and mannerisms I didn't know of and wasn't prepared for. And when I observed them, I sometimes laughed to myself, or I was annoyed, exasperated even. They made me shake my head at times in disbelief. It's easy to do. We think our way is the best way. We can deal with a little bit of difference, but not a lot. My mom is very different for me. She lives a very modest life by herself in a small village, completely different from my life. And while I accept her choice of living, I still snub at times at how she makes certain choices, but then I wondered, why? Why do her behaviors irk me? And that's when the lessons became clear. Often, when we shine a light on what bothers us, we can gain some pretty interesting insights. Instead of complaining, our usual first reaction, or laughing at, we need to reflect more. Why is this bothering me so much? I discovered it bothered me because her behaviors are actually some I admire and wish I had more of. And as I finalized my goals for 2020, the big ones, the accomplishments that I'm after, I added a few more, less tangible objectives over this weekend. And they came from watching and spending time with my mom. Incredible, as I think about it. My mom 
who is not as fortunate as me and who caused me a lot of impatience and some stress at times, actually taught me something more about myself. And these are the lessons I want to share with you today because I consider them important and applicable for all of us. We live in a world where everything is available all the time. Most of us live pretty comfortable lives. Food here is cheap, free internet is available in many places, and we know how things work. Life is pretty easy for us when you think about it. Not so much for my mom and many people that live on much less and in more complicated circumstances. She made me truly think, and while I appreciate my lifestyle, I'm not always proud of the way I behave. And that is where she motivated me to focus on more this year. So here you go, three lessons taught by my mom. Nothing she said or outright taught me or showed me. Only by being who she is and doing what she knows is best for her. One, resourcefulness. She came with a tiny suitcase all the way from Germany. Two pairs of pants and a handful of shirts. She knew the rest of it were gifts for me. She knew she would go shopping, but she didn't expect it and didn't want a lot. She's not poor. In Germany, the government provides a lot of assistance and she gets retirement money. She owns a horse and spends probably a big portion of her money on that. Rent at the stables, treats, medicine, etc. This means she has to be cautious with her money. When she was with me, I noticed her showers in the morning were brief. She didn't even turn the light on. This, of course, annoyed me. I know she has enough money so she can shower. When I asked her about food, she wanted simple meals because that's what she's used to eating. This upset me. I told her she needs to eat well because that's better for her health. But I realized today that those are ways that she found where she can control her spending, even if they seem small and insignificant to someone like me. We can shower as long as we want and never think about money. We can eat 24-7 if we wish. She eats, she showers, she does what we do. But she found ways to be more resourceful with those basic things. She needs less, and I admire that. I have experimented with resourcefulness, but my suitcases are still pretty packed. And if you ever lost a job unexpectedly, then you also know about it. We become resourceful when we have to. But when life is easy again, we relax back into our comfort. I bought my mom two creams for her face while she was here. After a few days of using them, she wanted to give one back to me. She said, I don't need two, you take one. I probably have ten different ones in my bathroom. And this is how I will apply my mom's resourcefulness to my life. I will use what I have before I buy new. I will use less of what I have so it lasts longer and I don't have to buy new as often. I will think about using what I have in creative ways so I don't have to buy new right away or when I think I need something. This applies to many things in my life, from face creams to water to clothes, services I pay for, how I use my car, everything. We don't have to wait for emergency to force us into tightening the belt. We can tighten the belt a little bit ourselves every day by using our resources 
more effectively and more efficiently. This will not only prepare us for those unexpected circumstances, but it will also teach us how to live with less. And in living with less, in my opinion, we live happier. Because too much stuff brings also more worries. But maybe more on that in a later episode. For now, I am inspired to think about my belongings. To think, for now, I am inspired to think about my belongings in more creative ways, using them more, using them differently, and definitely sharing them more and giving away what I don't need, but what others may need. I already started cleaning out some cabinets as soon as she left, and I know my closet needs work too. I encourage you, ask yourself, how can you be more resourceful this year? This is a great goal if you think there might be some change on the horizon, planned or unplanned, with your job or your family or your financial situation. You just never know. Lesson number two, patience. My mom exhibited a ton of patience. I was actually surprised. There were times I was stressed, late, unclear, non-communicative. I'm sure many times she wanted to say something, but never did never complained, only made suggestions, but otherwise patiently waited on me. Patience is not my virtue, and I'm not planning on tackling this impossible goal of suddenly becoming patient, but what my mom inspired me to do was become more patient with my words. Quick words are easy, but they also often get me into trouble. Texting has made me a fast typer, but it hasn't helped me become a fast thinker, at least not a good one. I find that more often than not, we try to clear complex topics in fast ways with quick words. We don't take the time to think through our words, how they might affect the other person, if they are even the best thing to say at a given moment. We use emojis, fashion words, or we pretend patience means waiting. Waiting for a better moment, waiting for someone, waiting for events to take their course, waiting before we react. Patience means allowing time and space to take care of something we are inkling to take into our own hands. Patience, most importantly, allows more time to think. Because when we are not busy doing, we can relax and access our inner world. We can think about the situation just like I am now thinking about the lessons my mom taught me. While she was here, I was too busy doing. Patience is critical for me as a constant doer. Patience says, let's wait a moment. And it's in those magical moments that often a better response comes to mind. A thought we had not initially considered. A better us is allowed to show itself. Which brings me to the third lesson my mom taught me and that is humility and kindness. I believe resourcefulness and patience help lead to kindness. My mom doesn't speak English. It's stressful for her to come here, and that is why she rarely visits. This was only her second visit in the 20 years I've lived here. When she walked out of the airport upon her arrival, she was waving at people and introducing me to others that she had met on the plane. I was about to flip out because it took her almost two hours to come out after landing. I already thought she didn't make it. And here she comes, strolling all happy and chatting with people. Everywhere we went, 
Someone talked to us because they heard us speak in German, and my mom talked back to them. At my Christmas party, she had a crowd around her, even though most of them only knew a few words in German. Even at home in Germany, she's always able to connect with people easily. I don't have that ability, and I think it's because I struggle showing my humility and kindness. I have it. Close friends of mine will confirm this, but my first expression is often one of distance and aloofness. I actually had a conversation with someone at the gym today who said that when I work out, I look like I do not want to be bothered, and I'm sure I have this look not just when I work out. Whereas my mom engages quicker with people, is more approachable, smiles more, and this gets her places. It helps her meet people that end up helping her out later. Even though this is not her objective in the first place, she is just nice. She's open. She's ready to engage with others. It's easy to be kind with people that we know, but it's much harder with strangers. When we're running around, getting things done, working out, a goal in mind, not a person, who may even pose an obstacle, hold us back from getting our stuff done. The airport is the perfect place to practice this. And sure enough, I have an airport example. When I dropped her off and checked her in, the seat assigned by the computer was a middle seat in the last row of the plane. I know she likes aisle seats so she can get up and move around easier, without having to bother people in a language that she doesn't speak. So we went to the counter to see if we can get her changed. I told the attendant that this is for my mom, who cannot walk well and doesn't speak English. Of course, there I had to listen to all the excuses. This is a basic economy ticket. No change is allowed. The plane is oversold. We can't do it here. She needs to ask at the gate. And so on. But we waited, patiently, what seemed like an eternity, without saying a word. And suddenly, a new boarding pass was printed with an aisle seat in the middle of the plane. The attendant emphasized that she did this for my mom. There you have it. Patience, resourcefulness, and kindness, all in one example. And a nice way to not only share some of my softer goals for 2020 with you, but hopefully also to inspire you to consider where you may want to make some changes. Maybe you are also inspired by my mom. Don't forget, my goal-setting worksheet is available on my website. Download it. Take a look at it. Maybe it inspires you to use it and write a few goals down. Definitely let me know how it's working for you and if you have any feedback, how to improve it or what to change. I would love to hear from you. Until then, much love and Happy New Year.